Does it seem to be working? I'm loud enough, right? Okay. Who said what? You're just testing how far I go, right? Okay. The first thing I'm going to say, and this is not uncommon, to me is the most important thing I'm going to say in the time that I'm up here. And what I want to say is, obviously, I have <coughs> great appreciation for Pastor Greg asking me to come up here and share the Jewishness of our Christianity. And um, Pastor Don was the same way, uh, just like Pastor Greg has a love for the Jewish people. And the fact is, we've never had a pastor here at Shenandoah Valley Baptist Church who hasn't loved the Jewish people. And what I want to say right off the bat is, think about it, that's the secret sauce of our church. That is why this church has prevailed with, with, with whatever has gone against it. Okay, that's the secret sauce, is the love for the Jewish people. And it's been consistent from the very first day that I came here. And that's why I've stayed here. So that's very important to know. <coughs> and I have notes here. I'm not as good as Greg. He's, he's just great how he can talk without every once in a while just referring to, load, to notes. Excuse me. So the title to what I'm going to share today is um, Everything You Need to Know About Hanukkah and Much More. Okay? And Hanukkah is a Hebrew word for, Pastor Greg mentioned, the eight-day festival of lights known biblically as the Feast of Dedication. And please note that uh, John 10.22, verse 3, if you want to look at that later, we won't look at it now, John 10, verse 22, uh, what did I say, verse 3, that doesn't make sense. It's in John 10. Is the only biblical reference to Hanukkah and that's found in the Bible. And you say, well, why is that? It's important to know that Hanukkah actually occurred. The events that created this celebration called Hanukkah happened during the inter-testimonial period. That means before, uh, between the Old Testament and the New Testament. So it happens somewhere between those two times. So that's why you only see it referred to when you get to the New Testament, and in a very short way, okay? Um, and it's clear, because we find Jesus walking into the temple in Jerusalem, and he was actually on, it's pinpointed on Solomon's porch during the Feast of Dedication, Hanukkah. Uh, so he was celebrating it in John, uh, chapter 10. Um, so anyway, a couple of things about Hanukkah is that the eight-day festival of lights, the Feast of Dedication, begins with the Jewish people always on a Sunday at sundown. Happens to be tonight, this year. Um, the Jewish people celebrate Hanukkah by lighting menorahs. What you see there, now I couldn't see it as well from where I was, and maybe it's just my vision, but this is a menorah in front of us here. 
And what I want you to try to pick up is there's a total of nine candles there, okay? The one in the middle, it may be a little hard to see, is a little higher than the other candles. Can, does anyone see that? From where I was, it looked more difficult to see. So there's the middle candle, which is the highest, and then there's four on each side of that middle candle, to the left and to the right. Um, so, I'll go further. So we celebrate Hanukkah by lighting the menorah, and I'll go into the details of that, and telling the Hanukkah story, and we usually do that in our homes. And um, Hanukkah usually takes place in December, and sometimes in late November. So you already know a lot more about Hanukkah, right? Um, here's something. Hanukkah is not Jewish Christmas, okay? It is not Jewish Christmas. It, uh, so what is Hanukkah? Again, the Festival of Lights, the Feast of Dedication, and what is it comm comm commemorating? What is it all about? It's about the rededication of the second temple in Jerusalem by the Maccabees after it was attacked, plundered, by the Greek Syrians. Uh, what happened was in Greek culture, they appointed a Syrian king to lead their Greek culture. And his name, does anyone want to guess? I don't even know if I pronounce it right. Uh, Antiochus would be the closest. I'm not a Greek scholar, but that was a Greek name for a Syrian king. And he what, did he, what did he attempt to do? Force, force the Jewish people to abandon the God of Israel and his commandments, and he was forbidding the Jewish religion from being practiced. He went further. He further defiled the temple in Jerusalem. And what did I mean by that? He was placing idols in the house of the Lord, number one. Uh, he was sacrificing a pig on the holy altar in the Jewish temple, okay? Uh, some of my relatives never ate pork. They were, you know, highly religious. My dad was in World War II and it got to a point where when he came out, we ate everything. But the point is, that's what was going on when the temple was attacked. <coughs> Excuse me. So the miracle of Hanukkah, it's multifactorial. Um, one is the fact that it points to God's preserving power. Hanukkah celebrates the victory over this hostile attempt uh, to take over the Jewish people. And it goes way back because the Lord made promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when he vowed to preserve and sustain their descendants, the Jewish descendants, forever. Forever. So no wonder Satan has attempted more than once, all through history, to annihilate the Jewish people. And this attempt, and what we're celebrating is the victory over this attempt with Hanukkah. This attempt by the Syrian king is just one example of an attempt of what I would call 
an agent of Satan to destroy the Jewish people. Sadly, this satanic history continues to this day. I remember when my dad died in, uh, 19, uh, in this past uh, year, um, he said, you know, Eric, before he died, he said, one thing I, I, I was really hoping to see before I died. And I said, what's that, Dad? He said that there wouldn't be any more anti-Semitism. And he said, Eric, that's not going to happen. So it continues to this day. So as the Lord would have it, the Syrian king failed. And this ended up, like I said before, a great victory for the Jewish people. And it happened back in 164 BC. And how was he defeated? Well, obviously it was God's hand. But God used a small band of poorly armed Jews led by Judah the Maccabee, had probably heard of him before, and they drove the Syrian leader from the land. And they reclaimed the Holy Temple in Jerusalem and re rededicated it to the service of God. So then, what is the, the other miracle of Hanukkah? When they attempted to light the Temple Menorah, okay, they found only a single portion of usable olive oil that had, had escaped the contamination, <coughs> excuse me, of the attack. They lit the menorah, and the one-day supply of oil lasted for eight days. That's a miracle of God. It lasted eight days. And this is the story behind the eight candles that you see here. And besides the eight candles, the extra candle in the middle. And the, the importance of the one in the middle is just, it's the servant candle with four on each side. So we're going to tell you what that is called, that, that middle candle. So anyway, the eight-day festival in Hanukkah is celebrated nightly for eight days. That's what the Jewish people will start tonight. And it includes some food and games and this year, like I said, it starts tonight. Tonight's the 18th, right? At sundown. It will go to the 26th. And the reason why Hanukkah dates change, it's based on the, uh, the lunar cycle. And it's always on the Jewish calendar date, the 20th day of the Jewish month of Kislev. So whenever that falls, that's when Hanukkah is. So that's why it fluctuates on our calendar. Okay, let's keep going. So again, at the heart of the celebration is the lighting <coughs> of the candles. And the, 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 there's actually nine candles there that can be lit. The highest candle, the middle candle, the servant candle is used to kindle the four on each side. A very important role. It's going to say a lot to us in a minute here. Okay? So then the other eight candles are lit one by one each night. And what happens is, just like when we write in Hebrew, we write from right to left. In English, we write from left to right. When we light the Hanukkah menorah, we light it from right to left. So the first night, you would have the middle candle, lighting the foremost right 
candle. Then the second night, you'd have both candles lit and the shamash, uh, well, excuse me, the middle candle, I let it out of the bag. The middle candle also stays lit. And then the third night, the three, we keep going to the left. <coughs> and on the last night, all eight and the middle candle is lit. So that's the process. Um, so that, uh, here it is. That, that middle candle is called the shamash, which is a Hebrew word, okay? And when we light each candle, um, we say a blessing. Now, do you want to try and repeat the Hebrew blessing with me? Okay, let's try it, okay? Barakata. Wow, I got a moment there. Barakata Adonai Eloheinu. Adonai Eloheinu. I'm losing it. There you go. Burkata, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't El Hanukkah. Hanukkah. And you'll find that in the, in the Hebrew language, the last syllable is where the emphasis is on. Like, have you ever heard the word Israel? Obviously. We pronounce it Israel. Israel. Okay, what's Isra mean in Hebrew? Fight. Where did I get my fight? I didn't have a choice. It was put in me. Fight. Isra. El means God. We don't fight alone. Israel does not fight alone. Fight with God. Isn't that amazing? But it's always that. So it's Hanukkah, that third syllable. Okay. So then there are tr traditional songs are sung, and uh, we already talked about the blessing and uh, we, how we light the candles. I'm just trying to skip here. Uh, and I've already said that Hanukkah is not the Jewish Christmas. I wish it was. As a kid, I got the same thing every year growing up. Underwear and socks, okay? I had friends that got 30, 40 gifts. I mean, really cool stuff, bicycles and this, that, and, that. and I got that over time. But during Hanukkah, Hanukkah, and so I mean, uh, underwear and socks. That's it. That's it. Okay. Now, why do people think, where is this misconception that Hanukkah is the Jewish Christmas? Well, really, what it comes from, from is simply the two are close together in time. That's the extent of it. Okay? So anyway... Um, I'll keep going here. So we play games. Has anyone ever heard of a dreidel? It's a little spinning top. It's got Hebrew letters on it. And the meaning of those letters means that a great miracle happened here. Okay, how did we take one day of oil and make it last eight days? That was a miracle. And how did we stop this attack on the temple? It was a miracle. So that's what Hanukkah is all about. Okay. And then every kid gets coins. Gold coins with chocolate in it. We did get that for Hanukkah. And I'm going to show you. I still have mine from when I was a, when I was a kid in my pocket here. I've always kept, no, I'm just kidding. It's not from when I was a kid. We got this for our grandkids. But that's what it looks like. 
and they're just chocolate candies. So here's some fun to Hanukkah because it's a celebration, the victory over losing our Judaism. And that, that money that you just looked at, those coins, is a Yiddish word for it, and it's called gelt. Okay, that's what we call it, gelt. <coughs> Wrapped in the gold foil. Okay, so this is where we're gonna get really interesting. And now for the main lesson behind the menorah. So where did, did the nine candle Hanukkah specific, the Hanukkah specific menorah come from? And I'm going someplace with this. Why is this a nine candle Hanukkah, uh, uh, menorah? It's specific to Hanukkah. And I'll be honest with you, when this happened in the temple, I do not believe there was a nine candle uh, menorah. What I think there was, there could have been nine pieces of metal they used to create something to honor the fact that the oil lasted eight days and there was a, there was a force behind it, the shamash, the servant that made that happen, God, okay? Which we are gonna know even better here in a second. So um, I don't think it existed. And the other thing is, what I believe is when they came in and destroyed that temple, they destroyed the real menorah that was in that temple. There's no such thing. It's, there's no biblical nine light candled menorah. The Bible specifically says, and you're gonna know this, there's a seven candle menorah. And that's where we're going. And that's the beauty of, and actually, you see that, and that's just a big menorah, okay? They come all different sizes. And here's a seven, everybody see this? A seven candle menorah. It's much smaller. It could easily be that size. It could be even bigger than that. And menorahs can get really expensive, depending on what they use to make it. I can tell you, we're gonna go to something, I'm gonna talk about a real expensive menorah, but again, Think about these seven candles for a second. You notice three on each side, the shamash, the servant candle in the middle. Okay, well, we're gonna talk about that. So I'd like to put this, is that clear? Well, that won't work. Can everybody kind of see that? That's what I really want you to focus on. Where's a good place to put that? Okay. Oh, great. Okay, I didn't know it was down there. Okay, everybody see that? Seven candles, okay. So the nine candle Hanukkah, obviously is Hanukkah specific to support a very special event in Jewish history. I get that, okay? But then there's a seven candle menorah. Would you wanna guess what the national symbol of Israel is? You would think like the Star David. The Star David is on the, on the flag, but the national symbol for Israel is the seven-candled menorah, and you can check that out. Is that amazing? So where am I going? This is really great, watch this. <coughs> you know this. God instructed the house of Israel to build a seven-branch lampstand menorah of pure gold. Can you imagine what that would cost today? How about if it was that size, the big one? Where did he do that? Exodus 25. 
Go back to Exodus chapter 25. Don't do that now. I want you to look at me, as hard as it may be. Just focus on me, okay? Um, that's where God told that there must be a seven-branched lampstand. That's the menorah. The Lord gave great detail to that seven-light menorah to be placed where? In the tabernacle. We're getting pretty serious here. Exodus 25. And there are various mentions of the seven candle menorah with the shamash candle in the middle. Remember the servant candle to serve the other candles. Okay, with three on each side. And you can go, I just picked a few places. Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 through 29. I'm just going to read a small part of these things, these verses. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, the words of him who holds <coughs> the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. Seven. Remember that number. Exodus 25. Remember, remember, therefore, from where you have been you have fallen, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Wait a minute. Are we tying the menorah to salvation, to repentance? Yes, we are. That's what's happening right now. That's what, that's what it's all about. Okay? Goes on in Exodus. And there shall be six branches going out of its size. Three branches of the lampstand out of the one side of it, and three branches of the lamb side out of the other side of it. That's what we're looking at there. I wish it was bigger. We have more menorahs at my house, I think, than anyone in Winchester. I wish we had a big one of these, because this is the real biblical um, menorah. So again, let's talk about the one that's a little higher, the shamus in the middle. The servant candle has to be Jesus. Has to be Jesus. He was our servant. He died for you and me. Zechariah chapter 4, verses 1 through 14, just a, a small excerpt of it. And the angel who talked with me came again and woke me like a man who was awakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? I said, I see, and behold, a lampstand all of gold, right from the tabernacle. First Samuel, the lamp of God has not yet gone out. It will never go, go out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Okay. Further, Exodus 27, it shall be a statute forever to be observed throughout their generations by the people of Israel. Well, you all are spiritual Jews now. You should love this menorah, okay? This is for you, as well as the Jews. Um, Psalm chapter 119, verse 105, you're probably well acquainted with this. 
Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's talking about the menorah. It's talking about Jesus and the word. He was the word and the word was God. Okay. He is our light. And I wish we had more time to read other verses, but let me share some closing statements. Okay. The Lord instructed the Jewish people to put this seven light menorah in his perfectly crafted tabernacle. The menorah stood in the tabernacle and also in Solomon's temple. It also stood in the temple of Herod in Jerusalem when Jesus was crucified. The seven light menorah is a reference to the light of the world. The menorah has a symbolism for eternity, eternity, excuse me. Remember when it said it will exist forever. The light will never go out, okay? This is eternity is what we're looking at here. And there's only one thing eternal, okay? For there's a clear correlation between the construction of the menorah and the structure of the Bible. A lot of people don't realize that. The menorah has seven lamps and the Bible, Actually, if you break it down, it has seven parts. Greg has probably learned this, but what are the seven parts of the Bible? You ready? The law, the prophets, the writings, the gospels, the acts of the apostles, the epistles, and revelation. Total seven. Something magical about that number seven. The menorah oil is vastly important because it's a reference to the Holy Spirit, which enables us to be a light in this world. How are we a light in this world? It's through the Holy Spirit. The menorah is a reference to the Word of God. The menorah symbolizes Jesus. Jesus is the living menorah. He is the light of the world. He showed us the way to the eternal light. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. He is the light of all mankind. The light shines in darkness. This, and that darkness has not overcome the light nor will it ever overcome the light. As dark as things are, the light that we have will never be overcome. Never. Impossible. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John 8, 12. <coughs> Jesus is the light. The menorah symbolizes Jesus. The menorah is not a normal lampstand. That's not just what it is. It is a miracle, just as the Bible itself is also a miracle. Amen. Praise the Lord.